Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're on Masachet Brachot of Chav Tet Amud Bet. But to be fair, we have to go back to Chav Chet Amud Bet to take a look at the uh, fourth Mishnah in this parak, in the fourth parak, uh, which was included with the third, and that we're they're going to analyze. So let's take a look at it. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Haoset Filato Keva Inta Filato Tachanunim. If somebody makes his Tefillah like a regular, well, we'll see what Keva means. It means something habituated. Then his tefillah is not supplicative, and that's clearly a negative thing. If somebody's walking in a dangerous place, he says a short tefillah, and this is what it is. Hashem save your nation, the remnant of Israel. Every one of the parshata ibur, we'll see what that means. Their needs should be before you. Blessed are you, what, what, uh, who hears tefillah. What's unclear from this is Rabbi Shua mean that in addition to regular tefillah, when you're in a place of danger, you should add this? Or does he mean that if it's time for tefillah, but in your place of danger, this is what you should say instead? We'll deal with that. The next Mishnah, which is together here, If you're riding on a donkey, you should get off and say tefillah. For some reason, you can't get off, like you're part of a caravan and they're not going to stop for you. You should at least turn your face to face the right direction. If you can't, you should intend your heart, intend yourself towards the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Let's say you were in a carriage, uh, in a boat or in a carriage, clearly in a situation like that, you can't either necessarily know which direction it is, uh, like on a boat in many cases, or you really can't turn around, depending on how you sit in a carriage. Okay, back to our Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, and Chavtaram would bet, said Tfilato Keva. My Keva, what did Rabbi Eliezer mean when he said Tfilato Keva? Rabbi Yaakov Raidi, I'm Rabbi Yaushaya, calls it Tfilato Dumalav Kamasui. If your Tfilah seems like a burden. If you don't say it in a supplicative kind of voice. If you don't have anything new to say in your Tfilah. Rizera says, I could say something new in my tefillah, but I'm afraid that I'll get confused and lose my place. You know what is? If you don't say tefillah, I'll write with sunrise and sunset. And we saw this in the first paragraph. What's the pasuk that says, it's a mitzvah to daven, write with sunrise and sunset. They fear you with the sun, the rising of the sun, and just before the moon for generations. In uh, Eretz Yisrael, they used to curse anybody who would say Mincha right at the last minute, because you might mess it and go too late. Okay, so the first question is his wording. My parshat ibur. What does that mean? It's a play on the words. Even when you are angry with them, and so angry you're filled with it like a pregnant woman, you should still have their needs before you. refers not to God being filled like a pregnant woman with anger, but rather, when we violate the Torah, you if you see there's bands of animals and wild thugs, that's what you say. 
What is it matter? Do your will up in heaven. And give pleasure to and, and comfort to those who fear you below. And do what's right in your eyes. Notice they all end with that. There's different than Rabbi Shua and our Mishnah. Same person, but different version. Here the pleas of Amicha Yisrael, and quickly fulfill their requests. And again, it's unclear whether this is in place of the regular tefillah or in addition to. Right, uh, here the cries, they're all basically the same thing. And this is familiar. This is something that uh, in the Ashkenazi rite is introduced into Ni'ilah. The Amcha Yisrael has many needs and they have very short knowledge, meaning they don't know how to express them. Please give everybody what they need. That's the halacha. So Eliyahu said to this man who was a pious man, Eliyahu appeared to him, Don't get angry and you won't sin. Don't drink too much and you won't sin. When you're going to go take a trip, first take counsel with your Creator. What does that mean? That refers to a tefillah, which seems to be on the model of this tefillah. When you go out to the road, you should say tefillah. And again, the same question is, is this in place of tefillah or in addition to? My tefillah aderach. What does it look like? Here, it's on for nachash amalokai. Shtolicheinu l'shalom atatzideinu l'shalom atizvacheinu l'shalom. So walk me in peace. Guy, march me in peace. Support me in peace. Atatzileinu mikaf kol oyev oreiv aderach. Aderach, save me from all of the the hands of the enemies and and people lying in ambush. Vitishlach b'cham masay adai. Put a blessing in what I do. Tineinu l'chinu chazrachami menecho menecho rai. And have me be gracious and kind in front of everybody who sees me. So Abaya adds in A person should always include himself in with the tzibur. So what should he say? Meaning, say it all in the plural. You should be praying with the community, not on your own. So when do you say this? When you're walking, ad kama. So I'd come as a machlokri showing what that means. Does it mean how far of a trip are you taking, or how far do you have to be out of town before you say this? So where do you where do you say? How do you say it? You have to stand and say it. Rav said you can even be walking. They're walking together. Rav of course is blind. Rav stopped and said it. Rav Shesha the Shame, so Rav Shesha said to his servant, Michael Abidov Chista, what's he doing? Amalei Kayamatsli, he's standing and praying. Amalei Ugmanali Dirivatsli, stand me up and let me pray also. Why? Meaning, I know that my position is you could say it while walking, but he's saying while standing, if I could be better, why say, why be bad? Now, this is a little bit strange because we had left Filak Tzara for a while, and certainly Avinenu. What's the difference between them? With Havinenu, you say the full three brachot at the beginning, full three brachot at the end, and the middle one is the abbreviation. 
When you get home, you don't have to pray again. Meaning, you fulfilled the prayer. So this tells us that is bimkom you don't say anything else, not the first three, not the last three. But if you get home and it's still Zman Tefillah, you have to say a proper Tefillah. Because Tefillah Tzara was said not because of your inability to pray, but because of an exigent circumstance. What's the halacha? You have to stand for Tefillah Tzara could be said even while you're walking. Now, that statement seems very strange because Tefillah Tzara was never being discussed about walking, which seems to indicate that the discussion about Tefillah HaDerech was just a variation on Tefillah Tzara. Tefillah Tzara, the versions that we had, were all generic. God, look at the needs of Am Yisrael, hear their Tefillah. Tefillah HaDerech seemed to take that idea and specify it and say, when you're saying Tefillah now that you can't say it, another, you know, you can't say your regular Tefillah, say this Tefillah HaDerech, so make it about the road, not about a generic thing. And it could be that that's how the Rambam understands the Sugyan, which is why the Rambam never mentioned Tefillah HaDerech, because the Elder was just another version of Tefillah Tzara, which is why the issue of Me'umar and Mahalech comes in here. Tosot sees it differently, and that's, that's what we rule, that uh, there is an independent obligation of Tefillah HaDerech besides Tefillah. Okay, back in the Mishnah, Yerochev al-Chamor, we said if you're riding on a donkey, you should get off. If you got somebody who will hold your donkey, you have the Matad Palel, get off. And now, stop and just say tefillah while you're sitting on the donkey. You're afraid the donkey is going to run away. In any case, sit on the donkey. You're not going to be paying attention to your tefillah if you're worrying the whole time and somebody's watching your donkey. We rule that way. What does a blind man or somebody who just doesn't know his directions do for tefillah? This happens often when you're in a at a wedding hall or a, on a hike or something, and you have no idea what the directions are, and uh, it's either a cloudy day or you're indoors and you can't see where the sun is setting. Which way to do, to pray? You should incline your heart towards God. All right, and now the Tosefta that we're going to quote here gives us the entire telescoping experience of tefillah. If you were outside of Israel, you pray towards Israel, and all of these are from Shlomo's dedicatory tefillah uh, at the dedication of the Mikdash. When they go out, they will turn and pray to you towards their land. If you're in Israel, face your Shalim. They'll, they'll pray to God facing the city. If you're in the Mikdash, you should focus and face you towards the Kodesh Kodoshim. This place. For some reason, you're in Kodesh Kodoshim. It's not going to happen. You should face towards where the Kaporet is, where the Aron is. If you're in back of that, you're out smoke then you should imagine yourself as if you're in front of it, meaning you turn around. So wherever you're standing, you're going to be facing towards Yerushalayim. If you're in the north of Yerushalayim, face south, south, face north, etc. So all of Am Yisrael is focusing their hearts towards one special place. 
that your neck, the lover says to the beloved, is built up like talpiot. What's talpiot? Which is one of the names of your shalim. Tel shakol piot ponimbo. It's the mountain towards all, which all mouths face. Avoid Shmuel, the Levi. So this is Shmuel's father and Levi. Uh, this is when, after Levi, uh, when moved to Bavel, when they would go off on a trip, they would pray first. And when Zman Kriachma came, when they were in the carriage or on their donkey, they would say it. Come on. So who does that follow? That if you have to go early on a trip, and let's say it's Rosh Hashanah, you bring the Shofar. If it's a Sukkot, you bring the Lulav. If it's Purim, you read the Megillah, meaning all of these things after dawn. When Kriachma comes and you're on your trip, you say Shema. If you get up early to go on a trip in a carriage or on a boat, meet Palel, say Tefillah before you get on. This is actually a very practical issue for a lot of people who fly, and it's far preferable to say Tefillah, if, if it's already Zman Tefillah, to say it uh, in uh, when you're waiting to board the plane or in the lounge or wherever it may be, before actually being on the plane, it's much more difficult to pray properly. He says that you should say Shema and then Tefillah even early in order to say Gulal Tefillah together. So what's their difference? Sorry, you're going to say it late in the Karon. The first opinion is it's more important to say Tefillah standing up, which you can't do when you're in the carriage. And the other holds that putting Gulal Tefillah is better. They got a minion together on the Shabbat of the Regal with the big uh, learning program, and they would pray. Then they went out to the parak. Ravashi would say tefillah with the tzibur, but while he was the, the tzibur was there and he was yachid. He couldn't stand up somehow with the tzibur, so when he came home, he prayed again. Why don't you just do like they do, which is to get together minyan before the whole uh, gathering starts? Evidently, the gathering is so crowded, it was hard to pray properly. It's hard to get people together. So do like them, which is to say the tefillah alone before. I didn't see my elders do such a thing. Okay, the next Mishnah... Rabbi Elazar ben Azari Omer ain't tefillah to Musafin el So his opinion is that you cannot say Musaf except at the main gathering of the city. Chamer mechaber shol abuchaber. Chamer disagree and say you say Musaf wherever. Rabbi Yudah Omer Mishmar. Rabbi Yudah quotes Rabbi Elazar ben Azari with a different version. Kol makom sheyeshav chaber ear. If the city has a chaber ear, yachid patur b'tefillah to Musafin. Meaning, if there's the main gathering in the city and they're saying Musaf, you don't have to say it if you're not there. But if there is no main gathering, you have to. Sort of splitting the difference between the first version of Allah ben Azari and the Rabbanan. Rabbi Yudayinu Tanakama isn't Rabbi the same. So you can be now Yachid Shlo Bechaveir. Very simply, if you're Yachid without a Chaveir in the city, Tanakama Savar Patur, because he says you're always Patur unless you're there. Tanakama meaning the first version of Rabbi ben Azari. Rabbi Yudayinu Savar Chayav. He says you're Chayav. Mavuna Bachin Amrav Chia Barav Halacha Rabbi Yudayinu Shomer Shumer Belaz ben Azari. Do we rule like that last opinion? Shapir Ka'amar. Tamar Shmuel, Yemayi Lo Vetzlin, Eslut Ad Musafin Bi'achid Ben Nahardea. 
You said it well, because Shmuel testified that he never said Musaf alone in Nahardea. Except for one time when the, the army came and bivouacked in the city, when the rabbis didn't pray, I prayed on my own, which means Shmuel said that if there's the Musaf being said in the Chever year, then if I'm at home, I'm exempt. If there is none, I'm Chayev, and that's the one, exactly what happened. Who's sitting in front of Rabbi Yanai. He said the same thing, that we rule like Rabbi Yudah, quoting Rabbi Yudah. Evidently this, Rabbi Chanina was a Tanakh master. She said, take your psukim out of here. We don't rule like that. Meaning, we do say tefillah Musafin, regardless of where we are. I saw Biyana himself, who just threw him out, threw Rabbi Kri out, or chastised him. I saw him pray and then pray again. Maybe it wasn't because he felt that you should say tefillah alone, and then if you join the Chavir, you'll say it again. Maybe the first time he didn't have intent. Look at this. We have... Rabbi Yochanan himself testifying about Rabbi Yanai. Clearly, Rabbi Yochanan is not saying, I once saw Rabbi Yanai slip up and not pray properly. He's testifying about it because it's clearly a halachic statement about saying tefillah alone. And then, if you find the tzibur, that you should join them again. Rabbi Yanai, Rabbi Yasi, Afagav, Davod, Lutlesa, Beklishta, Beteveri. We saw this in the first parak. So even though they had 13 Batei Knesset in Tiberia, they would only pray outside between the pillars where they would sit and learn. Back to this. He, again, like Rabbi Sal Rabbi Yana, he prayed and prayed again. Why'd you do that? If it's because you didn't have intent the first time. A person should measure himself. Can you have intent? Meaning, before your tefillah, you should have thought, could I do this? Am I too confused? Am I too upset about something? Am I preoccupied? And get it out of your head and daven. Maybe you left out Rosh Chodesh, that's why you daven again. If you left that Yalav Yavu at Ma'ariv, you could, you don't have to repeat it because you could say it the next morning in Shachrit. So, and evidently this was not Mincha when Rabbi, when he saw him uh, pray twice. So he could, couldn't have been because you skipped Rosh Chodesh because you know the Halacha, you could say it in the next one. Rabbi Yochanan said, that's only B'tzibur, because at least you're going to hear Yalav Yavu in the first filah, and I was not B'tzibur, so therefore it was Rosh Chodesh. I did forget Yalav Yavu, and I'd say it again. So, a uh, question. If you have to daven twice, how long do you wait between them? They essentially mean the same thing, that you have to be able to recompose yourself. But what's the language? Supplication. So we find both languages being when somebody's pleading. And both times Moshe. So even though we mentioned earlier that if you left that Yalev Yavo, you could say it in the subsequent prayer. Here we have something which you know is halacha. 
which is a practice talacha, which is if you forgot Ya'alav Yavo for Rosh Chodesh in the evening prayer, ain machzirin otolfisha, ain beitin mekachin tachodesh elabayom. Beitin is only mekadish Rosh Chodesh during the day, and therefore night of Rosh Chodesh is not as significant. Remember, Mistara milta dura bechodesh malay. So that makes sense only when it's a chodesh malay. Mechodesh chaser, meaning that it's the 20, that's now the, after the 29th, machzirin oto. Rav didn't give a reason. It doesn't matter if it's a full month or not a full month. The answer is it doesn't matter. And in either case, you would not repeat it. Uh, repeat the tefillah if you forgot it in Arvit. Uh, Rashi points out that it was in Chodesh Malay. We're now on day 31. So therefore, since you have two days, since the first night you didn't say it, so the next night you'll say it in Arvit, that's okay. But when you have a Chodesh Chaser and there's only one day Rosh Chodesh, perhaps you do have to go over it. And his answer was, Rav didn't make the distinction, and neither do we, and indeed that is the Halacha. We have successfully completed our study of the fourth parak. In Yotzashon, we begin with our fifth parak, the second one about Tefillah, Enom Din, the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.